Welcome mm-hmm. to Marginalia. I'm Tamar. And I'm Aura. Hey, guys. <laughs> Aura is actually calling in from New York, so her audio is going to sound a little interesting for today. And, yeah, but we, we out here. We're on here. So Yeah, we're trying our best to, to deliver the content. And um, mm-hmm. I don't know. It's crazy because we both have so much that we're working on, so it's getting harder and harder. But, you know, I guess this is what we need to talk about a little bit this episode, the things we're working on and what that means for marginalia. Definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah, it's really just busyness. Like I, in the past week have had to come to terms with all of the different things that I have to have done in order to get out of this joint. Like Aura's out of here. She free. (laughs) And I'm, I'm, (laughs) she got her freedom papers. So I'm trying to really gather myself in because and, and that's hustle. A, that's the thing. You're like you're in your last semester, so like it, it's so much at one time. Like it's the course load, which is already demanding as fuck. You're doing con, then it's also like, all right, well, how am I gonna make money out of when I get out of here? Where the fuck am I gonna live? What's next? You, like you have to figure all of this out in while one you're semester. Trying to maintain your GPA. Exactly. It's wild. And, and drink water. <laughs> And stay hydrated, though. Yo, <laughs> exactly. I've actually been doing pretty good. I'm, you know, I'm very, like, happy with myself and proud of myself. Like, I've been focusing a lot on just mental wellness and trying to make sure, like, I'm operating and executing my life the way that is the healthiest way possible. And I, a bitch has been hydrated, you know. I'm start, CrossFit started. So in oh, some... Yes. yes. You're doing CrossFit Yes. Now. We actually do the last, like introductory training class I guess you can call it I'm actually really loud so I'm gonna try not to yell in this mic right now um so we do that today and but it will also be a workout and then tomorrow we go straight into it like 6 a.m just get it in oh so, okay. all right that's yeah. gonna be good though it is gonna, that's be, gonna good. be so good oh I, I gotta like I have to give a little warning so because I'm home guys and I'm on the phone and I'm not in the in the studio in the privacy. Like one of my damn kids might come in here and I'm like, I might hear me go. Not go off, but you know, just warning. I'll try not to go. <laughs> I hope Still that happens. Don't knock on my door like mom. Hopefully, we'll get yeah a cameo from the twins on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, yeah. So oh, so it's just been but like yeah, back so, to back. And what I'm cool. noticing is that the more I have on my plate the more I'm forced to get organized and it's actually feeling less stressful than it was in the past for whatever oh, that good. means. Yeah. So, you know, things are happening. I things guess, are moving. Yeah. I guess that's how I was feeling last time. That makes like total sense because like you have so much to do that you literally, you cannot afford to slack. So you, it's just like, exactly. nah, let me just do this this time. Let me just get this shit done. Exactly. You don't have a or, choice. Or I'm going to be, so behind exactly and it's like the worst thing would be like stressed over a paper when you want to be in your senior week just enjoying your goddamn life and yeah so that's where i'm at i'm also thinking about it in terms of you know wanting to move to providence in august so little update i made a decision to move it with my friend nasir who got into brown's phd program nasir is also the my my co-host of the Rap Scholars because I'm also going to be co-hosting the Rap Scholars. Right, that she's also this is on another podcast. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Call the Rap Scholars. So we're going to be you know continuing that, and that happened very organically, just like us, like we did. So I'm excited to have that happen. So I'm like 
I get a couple months in New York basically after I graduate and then it's like, girl, you got like a job. I have to actually start looking for a job now, really, really and truly. So I have like mm-hmm. a, tr- I feel like I have the work of graduating, which is just doing my schoolwork. I have to find a job, which and really. And resumes and cover letters alone are a lot. Exactly. I have to also get a statement and cover letter and all that ready because I'm also applying to grad school. So I need to have like my statements ready so people can write letters for me and get that out. the way. So it's just like, it's massive. So, but it's exciting because you know what? This is what we, we live for. So, you know, I'm, it, I'm not mad about it. So, at all. Not at all. So, um, yeah, I actually posted. Oh, by the way, I I got my film submitted. Aura let me know that the deadline for the Five College <laughs> Film Festival was like last week. And I applied. I applied to it, but I actually got it in a little late because I was, I was having issues getting the film. I Oh, right, because they, they needed very specific. They have very specific requirements girl, on how to submit like i don't understand what was happening at that time i mean i do there was a lot going on but your girl your girl didn't actually save the original file on a hard drive anywhere all i did was save the original like a video cut of it on drive so i basically had to go in and take the audio off youtube because they won't accept a youtube submission and put it back on that saved piece of video it, it's not it wasn't exactly the same but I'm hoping it like it matched up whatever so I ended up having to do that got it in it was past the deadline but I emailed them and I was like so <laughs> like black women in Smith Ed Smith would really appreciate if this was just considered like I take responsibility but like could y'all yeah, at least... oh, did they hit you back? she hit me back immediately she was like oh yeah there are actually people who are having issues like that's fine like it'll it'll at the very minimum be considered so that was exciting. Okay. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, I'm like, I've submitted mine. I haven't heard anything. So, I'm, But I'm wondering. But you I'm submitted like, it on time. Like, will they email? Huh? <laughs> you, you submitted it on time. So you didn't have to have any. No, yeah. But, you know, I was still, I'm just like, okay, like the day is approaching. Like, is this Friday when they're going to start streaming? Like, when will they let you know whether you've been rejected or accepted? Oh, shit. That's but, true. Um, we'll see. That's true. I also submitted for the Five College Disability Conference because I did a film my first year here um, with the same person I collaborated with on a recipe. I should say the name of the film, um, a recipe for wellness. I submitted a recipe for wellness on to the Five College Film Festival, and then I submitted a film called Unmar- Unmarked, which is about like unseen disabilities and how that engages with like public life like having a job where you there are demands of of you but people don't really know that you have like chronic illness like things very personal to me but then also very just in general relational to anyone who might have something happening yeah yeah um but it was in the context of disability that I made it because it was for a disability class so we submitted it to that conference and hopefully that gets in they reached out to us like are y'all trying to screen or are y'all trying to do a panel? And I'm like, are y'all telling us we're in? Because <laughs> um, could answer more questions if I knew if this was actually happening or not. So, yeah, so that's happening and that's exciting. What are you doing in New York? <laughs> what am I doing in New York? I'm here because mainly because the kids have um, it's their midwinter break. Oh, okay. so they wanted to be out here, and I wanted to be out here too because we don't we haven't been coming as often. So you know they miss home, and I miss home and shit. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's that's pretty much why we're out here. And while I'm out here, like I, I get up with 
like basically friends and fam that I, because other than Tamar and and Sarita and maybe Diapali, no one else, mm. I don't really have friends and, and or fam in Massachusetts. <laughs> She's <laughs> so known, like but back, doesn't know but, many um, people. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, yeah, I've been chilling. I, I've seen my. My my boo friend, we went out. He got me this really nice um, diamond necklace, by the way. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> oh, my God. I'm done with you. Not with that <laughs> not with that Cardi B giggle at the end, though. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> right? Um, and I've been... Um... You know, she's got Benzes and diamonds and, you know, and... Uh, yeah, he's watches. really trying to keep a bitch. But let me tell you, let me tell you how about that. That's the last shit is scary to me. Like, I'll be like, all right, you're you being... Too good. Like, what do you want from me? But I don't know what he wants, and this is like, but I don't want to give that. Mm. No one can have my superpower. But that, that's but that's why he gonna keep giving it because he he's he still thinks there's a price. I'm like, does he realize how high the price is? Like, I don't even know. It's kind of priceless. So like, yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it basically, me, I'm just like you know. Well, what's that line on Fergie? That's how I be feeling. Um, I say no, but they keep giving, so I keep on taking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Now I gotta listen. I gotta listen to that song. I forgot what song it was. I gotta Mahama listen to it. Ma- oh yeah, song is called though. Yes, um, that's a Black Eyed Peas song though. That's not her solo. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, no, yeah, but it was just her part. But um, anyway, yeah, I don't know. That's just like I've been kind of feeling good, feeling kept, feeling, yeah, yeah, feeling rewarded. Feeling but I'm pursuing because I just got here Saturday and it's Monday now. Or was it Tuesday? It's Tuesday. Mm. And I, I need to do some work. Like, I need to sit down and figure out um, the next things that I'm doing. Because, like, there are a lot of applications. I mean, um, uh, yeah, a lot of applications, too. So, like, I'm applying to That's the Magic true. Grant. That's due March 30th. Oh, and wow. And then there's this other grant for specifically for filmmakers um, for $30,000. They give two thirty thousand dollars grants a year. I forwarded, forwarded that email to you, actually. You did? Okay, I'll um, definitely look. Yeah, I need to apply for that grant, too. And that's due June 30th. Um, I'm just out here really... um. Wow. Making my connections here and there because I like I need I need this money for my little production company and for exactly. my film projects that I'm gonna make. Like I need equipment. Exactly. I need and I, especially I need funding because I want to pay the women who who you who, yeah who, who, will, who will agree to work with me. Like I'm not just gonna have you know a, a sex worker come do this for me and then oh thank you so much. I mean mm. I, I even though I'm not just story that i'm trying to spread is positive and it's beneficial to them and i'm advocating for them mm-hmm. that's not enough payment like it's not for me to sit here and decide how they should be compensated for their time mm. even if it is beneficial to them like i need funding because i need to pay these women exactly that's like like for me that's one of my biggest the biggest expenses that i'm anticipating other than equipment and um animation because animation you know is expensive as fuck yeah you know what you just made um, me think about Two, like I just met with a professor for my archive capstone class because I'm yeah, actually. Yeah, I was thinking about. Sorry, not to cut you off, but I was thinking mm-hmm. I, I could also use a bunch of archival materials. Well, what's yeah. funny is I'm essentially going to be building what will be like a collection of material to help me think through the film that I ultimately want to make in my graduate school. So, yeah. at, in graduate school, so I'm going to be compiling like like images mostly from like magazines like publications some text some secondary text like um a taste for brown sugar the text that you you and i both have like i'm gonna be and i'm I'm gonna be doing more of a historical like sort of like storyline of black women in sex work in pornography or just in erotica the way we're going we're gonna always be in each other's work exactly (laughs) and you know what's funny y'all that'll be that's fucking perfect that they're doing that exactly and what's hilarious to me is like 
it's this, I realized this last night too because I was on the the phone with my friend Rothma, who's actually been on the show, y'all. She did the Pisces season episode, and our work just overlaps. So when I talk to her about my work, it helps her work, vice versa. If she like she's doing an article for me, um, which you know I won't say anything about because um, you know we like to be cute with our releases, but um, mm-hmm. she's she's doing some she's doing a write up for me, and in that write up like the questions she's asking me of course are actually helping me with my personal project and how I'm thinking through my project is helping her with her writing she has like a presentation today I think so it was just interesting like your friends here end up also being your collaborators and like the people you do work with so it's you know and that's why it matters that like it's not just friendship for the sake of keeping people around but people who you want to do work with because I feel like you know you that's life like life is work life is like manifesting your dreams so you want people who are like on that you, level you want to yeah and, and you want to com- constantly surround yourself around like-minded individuals exactly and, um, even like i'm on to the point like when i was in my 20s yeah of course like, you know, i had all the, the fun in, in the world like i had a popping ass 20s i mean it was up and down it wasn't all fun right it was a lot of trauma too but um mm-hmm. <laughs> where i am now like even my partying yeah has to be related to work yeah like, i'm not i don't just want to party to get smacked or, like i don't want senseless partying and that's no shade to anybody everybody no shade it's own, just there isn't enough time journey. but now yeah i, I want to go out with the people that i work with exactly and, and, like everything just has to be interconnected you know what exactly. i mean exactly so, because that's where you can brainstorm and like yeah interconnected out yeah <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Like you. Yeah. Because that honestly, like when you're in that mode and it's like, I want to grind, I want to produce shit, I want to get things done. You can have fun. Like, of course, you got to grind when it comes down to production, when it comes down to getting shit done and producing out in the world. That's a grind and that a lot of people don't see. But when also when it comes to partying, you also want people who are inspiring you for the next thing and like who might connect you to the next thing. So like there's I feel like there's an art to socializing that I have yet to really fully explore. But that's the one I that's how I want to explore it. That's yeah, and sure. it takes time, and that's a lot of people. They tell me like, "Yo, you, you know, you, you need to, you need balance. Like, you need to have fun too." And I'm just like, "But a lot of the shit that I do is fun." Exactly. And, like, my my boo friend who I was just talking about, like, I said, I remember I said that to him one time because all he does is work, like, at, mm. like seven days a week. Twenty, like, he's just always moving around working. But then I asked him, this was a month ago. I was just like, "Yo, you don't like, well, what do you do for fun? Like, you don't just go out to chill and have fun." He was just like, "Are you crazy? I have fun in my job every day." Mm. He was just like, "I laugh with everybody that I work with. Like, every we talk, like it's fun." So I was just like, "You know what? That's the life I need. Like, I need exactly. the kind of life that I don't need a vacation from. Exactly. Like, I need a life where every like I'd rather be at work." Yes, so. yes, I love it. I love it. That's and exactly I think we're I on our way. We're getting there. We're well excited. Like we're well on our way, and I'm excited. Yeah. yeah. I for my archive project. What's funny is we had to start like you know just putting stuff up on a WordPress so they have an idea of what we're doing, and I put your film up, and because and I wrote a little blurb oh, about cool. it. Yeah, I actually need to forward you with the little blurb that I have because like you know it gives so much context to what I'm interested in. The only thing is, of course what you're it's so easy to talk about what I want in a film before an archive project I have to give it some sort of like historical arc and like show how something has developed or changed you know what I mean it has to be like an educational thing so but but I'm still including your work because I'm like you included the historical aspect as well so even Mm -hmm. if I don't get directly to the contemporary um I can, meaning like the today, I can at least guide people there with your work there. Because what I think I'm going to end up doing, if you'll give me permission, is put it on Tumblr. 
because I'm going to be building. Yeah, I'm going to be building a <laughs> site around. I'm, I think I'm going to end up calling it analog erotic. I was, at first was going to call it um, auto erotic, but I think analog erotic because it's really just about collecting images, collecting film, like interviews, whatever, that relate to black women in erotica, in pornography, in sex work. And when I met with my professor today, what was interesting, Professor Kelly Anderson, um, who's also, she is the, I think she le- heads the, or is the chair of the archive concentration. She was like, there's, there's actually a documentary about a group of strippers who unionized in San Francisco. Oh, I know this one. You white know girls, this, though, right? but white girls. And I'm like, yo, like, how is that possible that they're unionizing? And then I told her about the stripper strike. She hadn't heard of it. So I'm just mm. like, yo, like that. That's what I want to talk about. I want to talk about like the intersectionality of this and tell that story that this was happening, but also here was the counter part of this for Black women. We couldn't uni- unionize. And that, that's one of, and one of, like when I expand my film. Remember, I was talking to you about this, like mm-hmm. how I wanted, I wanted to plan the art exhibit slash screening, and and I want to have a bunch of Black, like I would love to have all Black women sex workers mm-hmm. who create art and and showcase their art but it's so difficult to find because they don't have like a lot we don't have like women of color we don't have that luxury we to don't do we sex don't. work and read a feminist text exactly and, and 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 actually create work to you know what i'm saying challenge frameworks or, exactly. or that kind of shit like that's a privilege that white women have it and, is and they have access to to, to those lenses for whatever reason but and they and like, funding like it's easy like i see it all the time like even on like online mm-hmm. there are so many and i fuck with a couple of them like i like i'm not trying to knock anything but at the end of the day like there are so many sex workers who are art artists mm-hmm. and you know frankly their work is mediocre to me I'm st- and it's just girl. like but they oh, could do that shit oh, 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 and and and, oh, and oh, you know oh, get clout <laughs> Listen, go off then. Go off then. Listen. No, because I just be like, they'll be like, oh, this is my art. And I'm not trying to knock nobody's nothing, but I'm just like, oh, okay. But like, yo, you really got hundreds of thousands. You know what I mean? Yeah. I hate, like, I, like again, I don't want to, because I like, I, at the end of it's the day, not I'm happy hating, for though. Woman yeah, it's not about. It's liberated. Exactly. But it's like, damn, black women really cannot have that same, like, I'll share the platform. Thank you. If anything, I feel like it's a responsibility on part of white women in this industry, especially especially considering the history of sex work and the history of sexual labor in this country for black women. If you are not sharing your platform, like honestly, like you high key exploitative because the the real bitches on the ground doing this shit are, are women of color period. Mm-hmm. Like the women that they want to claim to like want to uplift are not the women that they are actually uplifting. Cause if you were in those places actually like dealing with what they're dealing with, it wouldn't be so cute suddenly to maybe just want to turn it into an art show you might have to do a little more work you know what i'm saying so like yeah I, I actually... and it's, it's like, it's like, like a lot of more, like a lot of black women who are or the women who are doing the groundwork like you said we just like they don't have the time they don't they're like oh let me educate myself on, on feminist theory and exactly understand that my body it's like it's just like that nah, like I'm, I'm just trying to survive exactly it's a different battle and there's a part of it too where it's like we also have to we're forced in order to be visible to make it like digestible to white men essentially because most of these white women who get to do these things really are supported i mean they're supported by women but it's really because white males are very you know excited to see you know white women being quote unquote liberated and like they'll put their support behind and even their money behind that even if that's just in porn right even if that's just in sex work but when it comes to black women the whole history is of getting it from us for free so it's like that's you, the entire Me Too movement. Exactly, 
Exactly. Because a black woman started that shit, and no one years ago, and no one heard of it. And now all of a sudden, a white woman is on the. Face. And now Rose McGowan, yeah, gets yeah. to gets to be on a cover. It's wild. And I actually posted about this. I'm actually I'm glad this came up because so there's this, um, there is this sort of like sexual theorist and sex. I don't know if she's a sex worker or if she's just like a sex positive person. She calls herself like a slut constantly but her name is carly and she has this show called slut ever on vice and it i think we've talked about it but it's essentially like a real sex that hbo had back in the 90s but updated for millennials for like a contemporary look and it's really a white woman like going around showing like trying to talk about like the fringe of the sex world like what don't we see what's the underground and it is so overwhelmingly white it is so like you know she's talking about sex dolls which is cool because i'm all about technology and like you know innovation but i have not seen any black women really be put on i'm gonna look at her show because it's gonna be useful for me to see what is digestible right now even for something like viceland which is supposed to be very young and hip like and they think they're forward thinking but i I don't really see them pushing towards racial narratives that are actually the more you know what I mean? Difficult stories to tell. Yeah. So she, you know, she posted this thing on her page. Robert Crumb, who is this artist, who gives a fuck, loved thick women before our Kardashian era. Mm. And I, it, I, I was so fucking triggered by that shit because I'm like, the erasure in this is wild. Like the erasure that there weren't women, thick women, but before the Kardashians, before the Kardashians. And, and when, obviously, they are... Like, listen you know, to this. That's exactly what, who they're trying to emulate. Like, this is what Africana Studies color. did for me. If you read just this headline, it's high-key it's high racist. Because they're claiming that this white artist, this white male artist, loved thick women, meaning the women he represented in his images were the thick women, right, of that era. So black women weren't women. So black women don't right. don't get to be included in that. It's immediately like th- this is who was considered women at that time. So, and then and then to go from that to before a Kardashian, before the Kardashian era, which is like so wild and so racialized because Kardashian Kim Kardashian is specifically trying to build her body around a black woman's body and a black woman's aesthetic. Right. So I just was like, you know, like I don't hate her because any person or I don't have I don't take issue with her personally. It's just that I'm frustrated. That again, it, we just got, it's the systems we live exactly. in that we need to and that's what the, that's exactly. all the work we're doing is so important. Exactly, but then you end up really do getting like it is okay, I think, to feel like a little petty around the fact that like she's being given this wide platform. Like we know Jesus and Miro as one of the few you know people of color on Viceland, and this show, which is supposed to be a show about like the marginalized, really high key, like marginalized culture you know, counterculture, um, and that's never been race-specific to, like, black people, but for her to try and, like, co-opt this idea of sexual liberation and, like, body liberation, when really and truly it was black women who did that. Like, we were the ones out there early, I'm talking about 1920, I'm talking about, like, blues era, putting ourselves out there and liberating our sexuality so that white women could come to our clubs and see and and steal it essentially. So I just hate when there's no critical historical analysis to shit and that's the reason that we don't get to see more of these images cuz people just aren't doing their research cuz it's not interesting. Yeah. 
So anyway, thought that was something that, you know, I want to look more into. But at the same time, I'm so excited to have a show on an on a popular network that is exploring sex positivity and sex work that it's like, you know, there's that. So Yeah, um, I mean and you know, and I guess this is a good segue into what's happening with Marginalia. Like we're both so busy just trying to do all of the footwork and, and the research because you know a lot of people don't like to research and that's cool. I, like I'm happy to do the research as mm-hmm. long as you're open to and receptive to the information that I put out. Um and I, you know, it's funny, though, because I, I just had this thought now, like, <laughs> it's like we're going, we're slowly transitioning into a video platform. It like, is. Both of us, it really it's still is. still going to be marginalia, regardless of what happens down the line. Exactly. But it's just going to, it's shifting into, like, some a video transition. So, you know, so. I guess I'm saying that we, Kamar and I decided to record bi-weekly because it, it's just easier for the both of us. Exactly. It's so much that we have on our plate and then. Also, we want to like we want to come in with quality content. And exactly, not just exactly. Show up and chat, and you know what I mean. Yeah. So, um, not yeah. that chat shows aren't dope, you know. Shout out to all the chat shows out there, but it's important that we're we're doing this. I mean, the project of this is so that it feeds into our own work and into our own scholarship and just our like what we want to do. It's almost like like I always think of this space as like a way to work out ideas and to work through what we're working on as well as share stories so like you know it makes sense and like I'm excited still because when we do drop our episodes you know y'all are gonna I think the updates are gonna be very surprising because a lot transpires in two weeks (laughs) I can tell you right now if all this is happening to me in a couple days in the past few days like Trust me, in two weeks is going to be interesting. And I cannot wait mm-hmm. to hear what's going to be transpiring for you in New York because you are definitely staying in New York for 2018. Yeah, it's, it's really looking that way. I'm yeah. actually, I think I'm planning to go to Atlanta next month. I think I'm going to go out there for a week and just, you know, get around some people. Yeah. Because, um, you know, like, thank God, that's one of the <clears> gifts <throat> that I have. Like, I just, as, as soon as, I, as long as I'm around people when I'm in a room, I can make some pretty dope connections. And exactly. Like, you know, and, and that's not, and I'm not saying just on some, like, like, oh, she got a fat ass. And, you know, not even just right. that, but, like, after getting to know people, like, people yeah. are open to working with me or whatever. So, like, I, I just, I, I'm good at making connections and um, I, I need to be in Atlanta because, you know, they bubbling right now with oh, the yeah. industry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I like, mean, they are hello. bubbling. Like, it's, it's something that's happening. So, I need to, like, I need to make around, make my way around and, and get around some people. And I already have a connect out there. That's a crazy thing. So, I'm just going to go. Um, I was actually thinking you know, about I'm, Atlanta. I'm my network. Yeah, I, like I don't know how Atlanta could be useful to me, possibly for like just meeting women and sex work. Basically, the same thing you're doing, honestly. Because I always think of Atlanta as such a, um, I always think about it in terms of like black sororities and like black elite. But Atlanta is just mm-hmm. becoming a cultural hub. It's just like another Harlem in the South. Essentially, yeah, it's a, it's a mecca, and then now it's becoming one specifically for film. Like they they're mm. building. So like like all of the major production companies are, are like build built their own lots out there. So mm. like they're slowly becoming the new Hollywood. Black Hollywood. But more black. <laughs> Yo, I love it. I love it. Speaking yeah, of black so, I mean, Hollywood, that, that still comes with, with, with its shit, but you know. <laughs> yeah, of course. Just like the regular yeah. regular Hollywood. But speaking of uh, black film, I mean, we're not going to get into too much because or has to see it again, and I don't want to go too hard but i just hope all y'all get your your asses out there to see 
Black Panther because it's so good and there's so much to, I think, think about from that film. So mm. I would love to like get your feedback on that aura too, especially because there's so much when about women. Again, yeah. yeah, there's so much about women in their roles in that film that I think would be interesting to dissect. So I hope when people go out to see it too, you take that into account because you can't really miss it. The women are really, I think pe- I saw an article that said Black Panther is like throwing shade on the Hollywood industry because there are so many lead female, the female lead characters like mm-hmm. that carry the film that it essentially destroys this idea that of course never made sense that you can't put a a woman in an action film especially a a marvel superhero action film and make it interesting and compelling that theater was motherfucking lit let me tell y'all so i Uh, yeah i need to go see it again oh my god i'm gonna go i'm I'm picking out like a whole bunch of us i got like all these movie passes i love it in a whole group i i my favorite thing so far about the whole the hype around the black panther is like all of the videos of everyone dressing up. Yes. And like African garb. And then there, there's even some where people like roll up with their drums. Like yes. I was like, oh, I love this. Bitch, I wore like an African inspired, not even an African inspired. I wore this Kenyan man's wedding shirt. Like basically my ex went to a wedding in Kenya and he was invited. I don't know why. But he was invited to to this person's um, wedding, and he had to wear, like, traditional African shit. And he's white, so it was obviously – that would have been awkward for him to ever try and wear again. But I took it because I'm like, I can make this top into a dress. So it's like I wore that shit. It, bitches had their fucking afros puffed out. Like, yes. it was a scene. <laughs> like, it was really, truly a mood. And it was so interesting to go with a group of Smithies because you know we wild. And, you yeah. know, anything to do with gender equality, we're going to go off on. And there was a group of men, like, a, it was almost like just a whole fraternity, like, was sitting behind us. And so we, they were getting so mad at us because there's so <laughs> many scenes in the film where men get checked. And I could tell it was bothering them that we were so hype about it. But I just, we could not help it. So I can't wait and for you to see it. it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we were going in. We were like, see, see, that's why. <laughs> it oh, was extra. I know. Movie, I wish you know? I could see it with you. It would. It's and honestly, I will probably end up seeing that movie a good two more times. So. Oh, so yeah, that, and that's why I want to. Like, I'm gonna go with a big group. Like, mm-hmm. I went to see it the other day, but like we got there late, and mm. then like I forgot my glasses, so everything was just like kind of a little Aww. blurry. And then plus, I was drinking the whole day, so. <laughs> It was already a blur, and I'm just like, no, I, I didn't do this right. I felt fucked up. I'm like, ah, I wasn't supposed to come to this movie like this. Were you just That's at just a house party? Were you just going to a house party? Or you were, doing, huh? you were just at a house party? I was like, where is she? I can't. Because like, I knew you weren't home on oh, your story. No, that wasn't, it wasn't even a house party. That was just like my homeboy. He had, he bought a uh, co-op. Oh, so we okay. all just went to look at it. And then, but then we were just, you know, having a couple of Have a party? We, we was at a brunch or some shit. But, oh, okay. Um, Love it. Yeah, but, it, you know, it's cool. That's I'm cool. I'm going to see it. And, um, yeah, I'll be back into Mass next weekend. Nice. So you're back in that weekend, and then you're going to actually be here for a little while. Do you know when you're going to leave back out? Nah, I don't know. Okay. Um, uh, the next thing, I'm trying to go I'm trying to go to Atlanta in March. Okay. Probably. Um. So I'm going. Oh, so you're going, I'm going on vacation. I'm going to DR in May, but then I, I I need to go to DR twice. Like one just for like like resort shit with my friends. Yeah. And the other, I'm actually gonna go see my father. I haven't seen him since I was like 
fan. 21, and the time before that, I was eight. So, Yo. You know, um, oh, that's crazy. Someone convinced me to go, Hell you know, yeah. bring the kids and honor my father and Hell yeah. get some, some type of closure that I need. Yeah. So I think I'm going to do it. I think that's a dope idea. Wow. That's going to be awesome. That'll be good. Yeah. My boo man's idea. He's, he's yeah. of course, he's pushing this. And he's just like, oh, my he's God. First of all, y'all, she said my boo I will man. Pay for everything. She said okay. my boo man. Let me find <laughs> out. But, uh, but yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm not really ready that because that's a, you know, I'm not, I'm, I know I'm not really ready to face that. And, and you're ready. And, yeah, you're ready. I'm going to do it anyway. Cause, yeah. You know, you're just going to do so something that you don't do know what to do that you've never done. And, you know, right. So, yeah. And you'll yeah, be that's what he's saying. He was just like, "This is gonna be so good for you." I'm yeah, like, eh. yeah. I don't wanna. I know, but you're gonna be so glad you did it. <laughs> but like, I'm gonna exactly. That's dope. I'm actually gonna be going to Jamaica for spring break, and yes. and Miami. So I'll be in oh, on South Beach. I thought you were going to Miami. Yeah, we're actually gonna go to Jamaica first for a couple days, and then we're gonna fly oh, back to Miami. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, we're being extra. I should say he's being extra because I would not do all this. I am a very simple person to please. You can just put me on a beach. No, we're not being extra enough. Apparently. So apparently I'm going to start shooting for the most because, like, you know, if we're going to be. And you will get it, though. Oh, I know. but But it's like I'm also on a, like, it's weird because I'm in a place where I'm, like, I'm loving getting spoiled and I'm loving, like, being loved and valued. But also I'm on some, like. I want plans initiated and put in place for like purchasing a house and doing all yeah. this kind of shit. But I'm not there That'll yet. Come. It will you come. Know. But it's like I'm. I realize I'm very conservative with money. Yeah. And the mm. more money I have, I don't necessarily think I'm gonna be more loose. So it's just gonna be interesting. But we're gonna be going to this place called the Cliff. And uh, we were trying to go to the Rock House, which is this really popping spot in Jamaica, but it was booked. So we're gonna be staying in the Grill. And we're going to be staying at one resort, which has more of, like, the social scene and stuff going on. I forgot the name of the spot. And then we're going to be going to this place called The Cliff, which is more like a destination. A lot of people go to there for weddings because I need to take some beautiful photos. Like, a bitch mm. needs photos. So, mm-hmm. and then South Beach, I've never been to Miami. You know, I'm hoping I don't get arrested because I want to have my titties out in any way possible. So, you know, I'm, I'll be doing that. And just chilling. We're actually going to be staying at The Standard, so... You know, I wish I had coordinated with you because it's always nice to have your friends with you on vacation because men are yes. cool, but men are boring. <laughs> <laughs> no shade, but shade. <laughs> no, I'll be reading most of the time, to be honest with you. So. And that's fine. Sure. Mm-hmm. Reading on a beach. I'm going to be reading so on a beach. 10 times better. You, ain't just, you, you won't just be reading. It's You'll be true. fucking reading. Reading and, and fucking and... <laughs> different, an entirely different atmosphere because you know how Smith atmosphere can be. So, oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, definitely. And actually, good news on a project that I'm working on. So long story short, I signed myself up to do this, basically volunteer to do this listening, these listening sessions in the Botanical Garden at Smith. And the whole purpose of me even getting involved with the Botanical Garden was so that they could develop programming around students of color, like things that would make students of color want to come in and actually be in the garden because most people don't think to go in that space and I think 60% of the people who use it are white women older white women so it's at least as far as their membership is concerned so I reached out to Harriet's the founder of Harriet's apothecary and without saying too much I got in contact with them and like 
and I was able to, you know, start building a rapport around the idea of between us just as humans, but also introducing an idea of them coming to speak or do something. And I was originally going to do that in the garden. But when I brought up to them that I had heard back from them, um, from Adaku, Adaku Uta, the founder of Harry's Apothecary, the, the director didn't respond to me. So also BTW putting the director of Smith's College Botanical Garden on blast on this podcast. I have been giving my labor to that space for free. I have been, my language is, was integrated into the proposal to get the innovation grant that they publicized. Like it's called Coded Gardens. And I literally was in a meeting where I said, these gardens are coded white. So it's like, it's great to keep me around, right? And help strengthen you. But, but I introduced this idea of this person coming and emailed everyone and I didn't even get a response, but from one person, but from one like person I've already had a relationship with. So I was high key offended because I'm like, you know, people mm. don't do shit for free. Like I'm not here to help coach you and, and teach you how to like be better about racial relations in your institution. I also want to get something out of it. And also, if you are interested in getting black bodies in a space, and I'm telling you, here's a person who's huge in black wellness that would bring black bodies into space, wouldn't common sense tell you to respond to me and be like, hey, yeah, let's try and find funding for this? Right. Hello? Those are to find funding for everything else. Yeah. So it's so long story short. I'm like, go ahead, waste money on a listening session. I think I'm going to be bowing out. I'm going to be sending that email today. And I'm going to focus on doing a separate event. I spoke to um, Lewis Wilson, Professor Lewis Wilson, who's one of the founders of the Africana Studies Department here. And I was almost, I was like really emotional about it. Cause you know, it's like, you just mad, you get mad disrespect on this campus when you get involved with institutions and when you try to like work with them cause they love taking free labor, but they don't like to compensate you for it. And black women especially are treated very differently in these spaces. Like it's almost assumed that we want to give y'all free shit. Because, you know, people are awesome plantation shit and still think we mammies. So I'm like, I spoke to him and I'm just like, honestly, I just want to read my fucking book about the secret lives of slaves and the plant world and all the shit they're doing and keep it simple and fuck the garden. Like if I do a workshop there, it'll be something on my my own and independent. Right. But I'm not going to be doing work with them. I don't even have time be sitting in and listening. Uh, Yeah, I was just about to say, this is just when things like this happen, it's because. It's clearing up because other things are about to happen. Like exactly. This, this ain't it. Something, you know what I'm saying? You, you're going to need your energy and time for something much better and bigger. So I realize it. It doesn't make sense to continue to spread yourself thin for, you know? For someone who couldn't even respond to an email with a, great, I'm glad you heard from her. Like, nothing. So, like, yeah, yeah you know. So, lesson learned. And what's funny is, like, this is literally the third office at Smith College where I have incurred, I have in encountered like a microaggression or like you know someone who claims to want to work with me around something that's around justice and like social justice but then I'm disappointed by their actual lack of commitment right people love to talk but they never want to commit the dollars so lesson learned like do not give these institutions your your time unless you are getting paid and unless it is very clear in writing what you're going to get out of it because people will try to exploit your work so right yeah but you know the positive is adaku and i have been in conversation and whether we get to each other so that we can do a workshop i made a connection with someone i wanted to talk to and know since my freshman year here and also all is not lost all is not lost yeah you know all is not lost so i'm excited 
And um, yeah, I feel like there was something else I had to say, but I forgot because I got caught up in my pettiness, the feeling of pettiness. <laughs> <laughs> feeling you petty. You just had to get something off your chest real I just quick. had to get it off my chest real, right quick, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I'm excited. I'm very excited. Um, I wrote, I posted a lot of my on my stories about therapy, and I got some really awesome responses. And just again, want to say therapy is awesome. Don't feel any type of way about having someone essentially work on your brain and work on your mental because you know, I want everyone to have therapy. Yeah, like, this, it's very hard to process things alone. Like yes. everyone needs help processing. Everybody, and the idea that you don't is like. That's just fear and pride and shame and like it imagine being able to step outside of that and actually get a solution. Like and the relief that that feels. Like let that guide your thinking. Don't let it be like the stigma cuz therapy is stigmatized especially in communities of color. We don't like to talk mm-hmm. about oh you take medication, oh something's wrong, you crazy, but we're very happy to drink ourselves to death and we're very happy to like project and be abusive like and I'm not saying that as a general thing but that's sometimes what happens when you don't deal with shit and so you see high levels of violence towards women in communities but then we don't want to talk about care so I just want to push that because I notice when I talk about therapy with people and ask them about it they get very defensive and I understand it because it's very defensive to think that you have something to fix but I would love people to not think about therapy as a way of fixing yourself and just a way to better understand how you Work. Yeah, then that, that's why I call it processing. That's exactly. exactly. I don't be like, I just, you know, I, I, like for me, it's, it's like guided thinking out loud. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, just really happy with it. It's, I feel great with the results. And in such a short amount of time, I've made I've made so many realizations. And because of that, I feel like I can process through this semester so much more clearer. Like, I think having what happened with the garden, if that had happened like a year ago, I think it would have really devastated me, but I would have maybe stayed and like done unnecessary labor because I thought I would have had to save face for something. Whereas now I'm like, no, bitch, not wasting my time. Don't have time for it. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to keep up patterns of behavior that don't serve you. So, um, yeah. Click, click, click. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. To the next thing. That's how it would be. Indeed. Indeed. Um. So, are you gonna do the Ada monologue? Can I put you on the spot? No. <laughs> I'm actually doing the videography though. Oh, so you are gonna be a part of it then? You're just not gonna yeah, perform. Yeah, yeah, I'm not performing. I like, I, but I'm gonna do the videography. You're funny. So you're gonna get me. You're gonna get me up there. Yes. Yes. Exactly. I'm actually gonna be writing what would become a draft of it. Um. So that and presenting it in my art of effective speaking class this Thursday. So I took that class essentially so I could really just be co- more comfortable doing public lectures and panels. Yeah, I but, used to work yeah. on that too, but um, yeah. And this it's a great class, and it's also and you could probably find similar classes in so many schools. Um, what's great is that he does, he he really he records every single speech and he makes you go back and look at them. So I really like that part of it. Oh, be- cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is something you can always do on your own, but it's, you know, having someone who has the eye is really important. And I told him about our podcast. I don't know if, you know, shout out, uh, <laughs> Professor Sapira. <laughs> I be telling oh, people yeah, about our... the Dean. Oh yeah. Shout out Dean Andrea. Now <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. Cause we talk about so much shit that it like, you know, people, I'm, are... that's what I told. I was like, no judgment, no judgment. Like, you know, <laughs> we just free on here, letting people know about our lives. Oh, speaking of, you know, illicit behaviors. Um, 
I will be back on my Chatterbait account. I took some time off. Oh, because, yes, that's time. I took a break. Yeah, I took a break because I had to get it together and I had to re- really rethink how I want to do it. And um, given that it's still a very exploitative platform, like I definitely am going to hone in on some of the features so that I protect myself. But I definitely am still going to do it because... It's it's a part of a larger project ultimately. Like yeah, it's a and part, I was just about to say yeah. that's really what it is. It's an ongoing research. Yeah, so, and know? it's also research to, yeah. in, to myself. Like it's a it's a matter of like I think it's an interesting way, which is why I'm so interested in erotica and sex work because I think through understanding your power, especially for women, the power in your sexuality and the power in wielding sexuality in order to like elicit a response from somebody or to to persuade or manipulate that shit is really powerful like you can you could there are really many possibilities to that and i think if we can think of sex more along the lines of liberation and more along the lines of getting closer to yourself and not pleasing other people there's a lot of possibility just for growth there so that's a lot of what i'm exploring too in that not to get too teacher on you and too professor on you but you know so (laughs) you know it's marginalia it's still marginalia so. I'm actually, and it's funny because now I, I took a break from the sugar daddy, mm. um, dot com, the website. I mean, I kind of left it alone for now. So, I mean, long story it's healthy. And I left, I left it alone after he, like, after my real life daddy, uh-huh. like sugar, I guess, daddy, my friend, whatever you want to call him. Now, I don't even know what to call him because <laughs> he's doing so good. But after he, like, delivered the car to my front door, mm. I was just like, okay, you know what? What am I out here looking for, really? Exactly. I, I'm like, I'm being greedy. I want eight sugar daddies. Exactly. But then I also realized that, you know what? Like, they're not all going to be how he is because he, he, he never had the touch reads to do everything that he's mm-hmm. done for me. Mm-hmm. Most other sugar daddies, they're not just going to give sugar without, they just you know, they're not touch just gonna you. Give it without no sugar. Exactly. Exactly. So, yeah. So, right now, I'm just like, okay, you know what? Let me just. Let, let me just, because we, you know, a lot of people, we tend to do that, too. We, 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 we look for the things we already have. Exactly. It's so true. So I, I started it's thinking so about it that way. And I'm maybe like, it can I'm help you think about. That I already literally have. True. And, and maybe the possibility from that is what, how can you use it, the site, then, to think about, like, how you would then engage it with another person, right? Because now it's really, yeah, it's, the ball's always in your to, court. Well, to, to, to learn that way exactly. Like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I'm learning how to ask for what I want up front clearly and you know what i mean exactly how to negotiate terms because that's what relationships are too absolutely absolutely yes yes oh well we'll talk more um but there's also black portraiture which is a conference that they have at harvard which is about black women and visualities um i'll post the dates of it um maybe on our stories but i'm interested if you want to go because yeah it, there's well, I'm a just possi- like, well, let's get off this phone call. And yeah, let's get off phone call <laughs> definitely. And talk about um, it. But we'll talk about <laughs> it. But I also want to just mention it for anyone who's interested in like a conference that's free and accessible. Oh, cool. It's at Harvard in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and it's really a conference talking that's engaging with Black women's art and visualities and like film, video, and all sorts of visualities. And I think it's going to be good because a lot of artists I really respect who are up and coming and emerging are are going to be there. So I think it'll be a It'll be cool. And I'll try to circulate info on that. Um, so, yeah, yeah y'all, so hit we'll us up. Yeah, yeah, if you have questions, we're going to be checking that email soon. <laughs> I know. If you have questions, email askmarginalia.gmail.com. Hit us up on IG at Marginalia Podcast, at Marginalia Podcast, and on Twitter, Ask Marginalia. And we will see you in a couple weeks. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.